Welcome to Grace to All. I'm your host, Paul Gray. You've probably used the word grace, sang Amazing Grace, or said grace at a meal. But did you know that God's grace is way better than we can even imagine, and that you and all people already have an abundant supply of God's unlimited amazing grace? Today, we're going to hear the truth about God's amazing grace to all people. So, sit back, relax, and prepare to be inspired and awakened to the amazing treasures that you already possess. This is truth that you can handle. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Grace to All with Paul Gray. And, oh, I'm so excited today. I've got my friend Michael McUye with me. I've known him on Facebook for quite a while. I love his post. Uh, we chatted for about an hour and a half or so a week ago on his way home from work. He's got a little longer commute than most of us. And uh, this is the first time that I've got to see his face in person. So, Michael, welcome. Thanks for being with us. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm glad that you're here. And Michael's married. He has a total of six kids, uh, three inherited through marriage. He, he uh, at one time was involved in formal ministry as a youth pastor and prayer and prophetic ministry. Then he started on this journey that we're on now and had to walk away from those things that he once knew. And currently he says he's exploring the riches of union and grace and walking with Jesus. And he shares a lot on Facebook and got his poster just really insightful and really good. Uh, he'll tell us a little bit later on about uh, a page that he has in those things. But right now I want to start out, as I always do, by asking our guest, how has your understanding of God's unconditional love and grace for everyone. Michael, how's that changed where the rubber hits the road in your daily life with your relationships with your family and friends and at work and all those different things? Well, I, I want to start by just saying thank you for having me. It's an, it's an honor. I really enjoyed our conversation the other day driving home. It was great to finally connect with you voice to voice and now face to face. So I'm just thankful and honored for the opportunity you thinking of me and it's okay. Everybody butchers my last name, but uh, my last name is actually Macoye. <laughs> Not Macoye, it's, it's a Macoye, but that's okay. I forgive you. <laughs> it's always been that way. So I feel like uh, I went into this little wilderness experience and like Moses kind of was hid in the cleft of the rock and the goodness of God just passed before me and I got to see with unveiled eyes and uh, it really just... It changed everything in my life from the way you see people on the street, strangers, people down and out, people in bad situations, and even people caught up in bad things that's going on with their life where maybe when you used to be religious, you looked at them a certain way. And now you can see past all that and see Christ in them and, and having profound experiences, just seeing Jesus in people, just sometimes in eyes connecting and you see something, it's like, oh my gosh, I'm just standing before Jesus right now. Love exploding in your heart like never before and actually having a desire to live from a place of love and grow in love like never before when that may have not really been my full desire in the past, but now it's, it's, it's just wild what goes on on the inside of you and what he does on the inside of you and how you really realize that, that love is really the, the essence of all things and so that's really where I am. I just I'm just trying to walk 
in ever increasing love in my daily life. And, you know, I fall short sometimes, but starting from the understanding that there's no separation and you're not this wretched sinner and you really have goodness on the inside of you and, and starting to live from that place really changes everything. It really changes everything. I'm just really thankful that it happened when I was a little younger in life and I didn't have to wait till, you know, I have friends on Facebook that they didn't start seeing this stuff till they're in their sixties and and some even older. And it's like, I'm just so thankful that, you know, I still have the rest of my life now to just marinate in this, walk in this, just experience this, enjoy this, let it manifest in me more. Like Paul Young says that the way of your being would align more and more and more with the truth of your being. So that's pretty much where I am. And that's a wonderful place to be. You know, I'm 73 and I didn't start seeing this till I was 62, 11 years ago. I so wish I'd have seen it when I was your age, but Papa has shown me that I'm right on time and that he needed to have me experience some things so I could then see the contrast in those because that's where a lot of other people have been. And and so sort of like the Apostle Paul, when he was Saul, you know, caught up in, in the legalism and had a completely wrong understanding of God and going through all of that, put him in a position to do the things that he did and, and for God to show him different things. So we're all right on time. I seem to remember from our conversation that you had a very dramatic personal experience with Jesus that sort of led to all this understanding. Do I remember that right? Yes, sir. Well, like I said, I kind of went into a wilderness experience. And I had mentioned to you in the conversation that it was actually in a time of great suffering. I'm not going to get into all that, but it was in a time of great suffering. And and I was kind of in the wilderness. But the really overwhelming thing for me is that during that time, it was like the Lord drew my heart back to the gospel. And I just dove deep into the gospel and I would go for walks. I called them sort of like contemplative prayer type walks. You know, I would go on the hikes in the woods, not hardcore hikes, just, you know, light hiking in the woods. And I would get deep out there to where there would be no other noise but nature. And I started just really having these really deep experiences with God where he was just showing me things in my heart and and opening things up that I don't know how I read the Bible for so many years and didn't just read right over this stuff and didn't say, like, how did I miss this? How did I miss that? This stuff would just be coming up and coming up in my heart. And I'm like, my goodness. Well, one day, the more I was looking in and reading and praying and just, you know, exploring all this stuff, I kept seeing the inclusive message really, really just jumping out and the word all, 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 all. And I was like, could this, could this really be, you know, cause you were indoctrinated with separation and, and exclusivity and religion. And you got to do all these things to get into the presence of God. And, and, you know, I started meditating on the incarnation and, and the depths of that. And I was having my mind really, really open to, you know, and that's a, a important thing is to have your mind open. And this one day I went for a walk. I'm like, God, I'm just seeing, I'm seeing all everywhere. And, you know, my heart is really resonating with this, but my brain and the mind has been told so many other things for years. Yeah. And I like, I, I want to embrace the fact that we're all embraced, but, you know, I really need you to, to show me this. I need to hear this from you, not just, you know, somebody else. And I heard in my heart, you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And 
Well, of course I know I'm the temple of the Holy Spirit. I'm saved and baptized and filled with the Holy, you know, all that. And I'm like, of course I'm the temple of the Holy Spirit. I know that, you know, I, I prayed the prayer, you know, <laughs> and, uh, you made yourself then, the temple. <laughs> you're right. And then, um, right. Immediately following that when, and when I was like, I know I'm the temple of the Holy Spirit, I, I just, I kind of fell in my heart and I seen the scene when Jesus was on the cross and when he was on the cross, he, he let out a, a cry, you know, father into your hands, I commit my spirit. And when he gave up his breath, his spirit, there was this great earthquake and uh, the veil in the temple was torn from top to bottom. And I, I'm a student. I love the Bible. I, I still love the Bible. So I'm very familiar with a lot of the themes in the Bible. And, and I was like, the veil in the temple was torn. I'm the temple. The veil in my temple was torn. What was behind the veil? And then I'm like, oh my gosh, the Ark of the Covenant, the presence of God you are always there. You were always there. We're all the temple. You're in all of us. You're always there. It's just, it's just hidden from our eyes. And I just started weeping. And it was in September of 2018. It was for me personally, like that may not sound very dramatic to a lot, but for me, that moment was pivotal in my life, in my journey. And just, it was like an explosion. And like, if somebody was to go back on my Facebook page to September, in the middle of September, 2018, they would see from that point on, <laughs> it was just explosion and, and just, I just, I like to say fire, fire, you know, just full on, man. I just, it just changed everything for me. It was one of those game changer moments. And you, you use the phrase, uh, we have to have an open mind. So it would appear to me that your mind was open to that. And then uh, it's not that God's not able to uh, speak to us. He's always speaking to us. And it's not that he can't get through to us, but we don't become receptive. Maybe that's a better way to say it until we're willing to go, okay, maybe what I've believed before might not be true. I, I'm open, God, show me. And it, it seems like that's just all he's waiting on. Yeah, I, I found in my own journey, in my own walk, that to be humble and have an open, teachable heart is really the gateway to revelation. If you just come to God in humility, well, you know what I mean by come to God, in humility with an yeah. open and teachable heart and just be sincere. You know, that really is the way to have lots of things open up to you that you may not have seen before, you know, and he, he'll give you what you're ready for at that time, I've, I've found. It's, it's, it really yeah. is a journey. It's a beautiful journey. It is, and it's like almost every day now, it's like getting a drink through a fire hose. It just, he reveals more and more and more of how good he is and exposes the incorrect opinions that I had of him before. That word all, that started jumping out at me too. That was one of the things early on. And I vividly remember talking to some different people about that. And they said, well, yeah, but you know, all doesn't mean all. It only means some of all. <laughs> and I, I just, you know, I'm a simple guy. And uh, I, but I just thought at the time, that's a bunch of crap. I mean, <laughs> that, <laughs> to come up to, you know, uh, where have people come up with it? But, you know, that's taught not by us anymore. But it is. It's so ingrained. Yeah. And uh, once we have the mindset, though, once we open our heart and mind to say, you know, okay, Papa, is does all really mean all? And uh, boy, when I asked that, he 
not heavy-handed and not uh, condemning, but he says, yes, <laughs> absolutely, all means all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Somehow we look over like Paul when he went, Acts 17, when he went to, to Athens and he was there with the, the, I mean, it says pagan philosophers, but if we actually really pay attention to, to what's going on there, he literally told people that had no idea who Jesus was that they worshiped him in ignorance, but they were worshiping him and that they were his children, though they didn't even know. And it's like, how do we, it's almost like we just skip over that stuff when we just teach these motivational how-to messages and, and really nobody is really equipped to love the world like we're supposed to and make this world a beautiful place. It's more about how-to, how-to, and then get ready for the rapture. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I just yeah. And, and hope that you didn't miss it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, what you said, Michael, about seeing uh, Christ in other people, and when you look in other people's eyes, going, oh, my goodness, you know, that I'm looking into Jesus' eye. That, to me, is the telltale proof that someone is really coming to understand God's unconditional love and grace for everybody. When we're able to see through his eyes and to see him in others, in all others, that just changes everything. It does. It really does. And, and some people give you pushback, you know, well, they're not, they're not believers. They're dead in sin and all that. Like, well, Christ in the tomb is still the Christ awaiting resurrection. You know, they just haven't been awakened to the truth of all truths. And I, I personally had, a, I've had several profound moments with seeing Jesus and other people that just, one time it was just so profound. I, I immediately made a video right then on the moment because I was so blown away. I had a really, really extended commute one day and I, I was driving along and I, I had to use the bathroom so bad that I stopped at a rest stop. And I think I told you this when we were talking on the phone. And I stopped in the rest stop, and I, I went in there in the men's bathroom to use the bathroom. And I, I sat down in the stall, but I had my phone. And you know how you end up sitting there. You have your phone. You're you're there for a couple more minutes because we can't go without our phones no more. And there would be people coming into the stall to your left and to your right. And there was somebody, as soon as they would leave the stall, this guy would go in right behind them and clean the stall. And then immediately he'd go right to the next stall right beside you and clean that stall. And I was surprised, number one, that he was coming right behind them because that just seemed a little different to me. Normally they wait till off hours or whatever, but he was just in there cleaning away. And I get out of there and I see he was a little Mex an older Mexican man, probably in his 60s. And I just felt in my heart to bless the guy, you know, for what he was doing. I, I had like 10 bucks in my pocket. I'm like, I'm just going to give him, I'm going to give him this cash out of my pocket. And I, I tap on his shoulder. And he turns around, and as soon as he turned around, our eyes met, and there was this spark, just this shining spark in his eyes, and he had this smile on his face when our eyes met. And immediately, before I even handed him the $10, I felt like I was in this, I was on holy ground. I swear to you, I felt like I was on holy ground, and I was getting ready to hand Jesus Christ $10. I'm like, oh my God, Jesus is in here cleaning the toilets of his children because he doesn't want them to sit in a dirty bathroom. And I handed the man the $10 and immediately he, he, and there was like 20 people in there. He raised his hands to heaven in front of everybody and just started thanking God in Spanish. 
And I was ready to burst out in tears right then. And I ended up hugging the guy. I go outside and I'm like, oh my, I was just like, you know, one of those moments, you know, and just like, oh my gosh, you know, and I had those experiences with, uh, in a barber shop, a barber just meticulously cutting this little boy's hair. And I'm watching how precise he was being and gentle and tender with this little boy. And immediately it struck me. This little boy doesn't even realize Jesus is cutting his hair right now. You know, then it's Jesus dropping your mail off at the end of your driveway, Jesus picking up your trash. You know, you just seeing Jesus everywhere. And it 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 really does change the way you see everything. It, it's incredible. It is. And, you know, when you see a, a young mom taking care of her baby, I'm just the look in her eyes or, or, or a dad, you know, holding his, holding his baby or when you see somebody serving in different ways, uh, like you mentioned or encouraging somebody or uh, whatever. Uh, all of those are examples of Christ in us, of God's love. And having the eyes to see that and the ears to hear that, it makes everything so wonderful. I mean, I think that's a huge part of experiencing abundant life. It is. You know, I started really meditating on like the implications of the incarnation of, of Christ and not just God coming for us, you know, God coming as us, in Christ, but even taking it further still, the union of heaven and earth, the union of eternity and time, the union of divinity and humanity, the union of divinity in everything material that we see with our eyes, then it's almost like you have these experiences where you're, you're, it's like you're walking in wonder world, you know, like in a flower, in a sunset, in a, in a blade of grass, in an animal, in, in, in a, holding of your wife's hands or a kiss or whatever, just the divine life in permeating everything. I forget who said it, but somebody said something to the likes of the whole earth is a flame with the glory of God. Every, the whole earth is a bush aflame with the glory of God. We live in a Christ soaked world, Richard Rohr says, and it just, it really does open your world up to, to beautiful things. It does. You mentioned Richard Rohr, whom I love, and uh, got a bunch of his books on the bookshelf behind me. And who are some other people that have been influential in your, I'll call it grace walk, for lack of a better term? A good handful. Uh, modern guys like uh, Brad Jer Brad Jerzak's my favorite of all, to be quite honest with you. I, I private message him, asking him, because he's an early church guy. I, I private message him all the time, asking him questions, and he's so helpful to me. Paul Young, Brad Jerzak, Brian Zond, C. Baxter Kruger, Francois Toy, even John Crowder. Guys like that, Andre Rabe, those guys. And then I like earlier church fathers, Athanasius, Gregor of Nyssa, Origen, Clement of Alexandria, Maximus the Confessor, guys like that. And it's wild. I, you know, I didn't know any of this. And, and it's really Brad Jerzak that turned me on to early church fathers. And I, I started reading guys from 16, 1700 years ago who's seen all of this. We're walking in this, living this, seeing all this. All, And I'm like, what happened, you know? And it's just beautiful to discover we really did have a beautiful faith that was once delivered by the apostles to us. And instead of deconstruction, it's more like a, like Brian Zong says, this Rembrandt painting that got dirty and we're just, we're restoring it. We're cleaning all the dirt off of it and we're getting back to this beautiful, glorious faith that was given to us. And that's the guys that I mostly glean from. I, I, li I like those guys there that they're really sound in their theology. And then 
wow, there's such a rich uh, heritage in the early church fathers that I, I personally just find glory. Boy, you know, I do too. On this journey, I've had different people say to me at different times, well, I know you're into something new. And I'm going, no, this is like uh, 18, 1900 years old. <laughs> and I, I try to say it uh, nicely and gracefully, uh, but I'm not the one that's in something, <laughs> into something new. <laughs> right. Of course, we have to have to be willing to have an open mind to hear that. Michael, our time is up already. I, I, I knew it would go by fast. Hopefully we can do Another one of these that people can see a week later. Before we finish this one, uh, tell us, people, how they can connect with you, uh, where they can find you, and those types of things. Just social media, really. I'm pretty active on Facebook. I try, especially since September, I just it just flows and flows. But I also have a page that I never deleted this page. It, uh, it's called The Uprising. I started it years ago when I was this Pentecostal Holy Ghost <laughs> guy. And I set it aside when I went into that wilderness. And then when I came out of it and just with this life explosion, I felt like to pick it back up, but not delete the past. So people can go back and look and even see the journey. But yeah, it's called The Uprising. I have uh, several other voices. Your good buddy there, Gary Matthews, is a contributor on there. Bo Hoffman, R Richard Murray sometimes. is, is But that's really the places that I, I'm, I'm not a big time all over the place it's hard when you have a bunch of kids and, and stuff. So that, that's basically where I'm at, Facebook and the Uprising. Super. That's great. Well, I encourage people to friend you on Facebook and go to the Uprising. And I look forward to our next visit. So thanks so much for being on today. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you. And thanks to all of you for watching another edition of Grace to All with Paul Gray. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Grace to All. For more about us, how we can serve you, and our special guest, please visit www.gracewithpaulgray.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode and to join our Facebook group, Grace to All, where you'll be inspired and awakened to more truth that you can handle.